Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons from twisted twins to twitchy twigs. And today we're covering the Twilight Domain for the Cleric. Hey, Will. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Sick. This is weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, I did it with your special guest, Jake. So let's oh, let's do it here. Okay. Okay. Where, um, you're gonna you're gonna handle today's character creation. I am. I'm building the Twilight cleric. I, I'll drop some knowledge. You can go read this stuff, but like I'm okay. gonna say it to all of you. Real quick, before we get into this, uh, did you you didn't peek at my character, right? No. Cool. No. So it's gonna be I would a surprise never, to you. I would never peek. Okay. All right. I believe you. I so would, tell me actually. about. The domain of twilight for the yeah. cleric. Right. Um, the twilight. The twi- how do you say this? Twilight? Twilight? The twilight. The twilight. Really? Is it twilight? Yeah, the twilight transition. Nice. The yeah. twilight transition from light into darkness often brings calm and even joy as the day's labors end and the hours of rest begin. The darkness can also bring terrors, but the gods of twilight guard against the horrors of the night. Clerics who serve these deities. Will's phone went off. It clerics is. who serve these deities. Examples. Uh, of which appear on the Twilight Deities table, bring comfort to those who seek rest and protection. Yeah, rest and protection. Hold on. <laughs> Twilight Where? Deities table, bring comfort to those who seek rest and protect them by venturing into the encroaching darkness to ensure that the dark is a comfort, not a terror. So, domain... Sp- oh, yeah, go for it. You have a you have a thought, an opinion? Um, I mean... A few, but uh, essentially this is like the night is full of terrors kind of deal. Game of Thrones. I know. Have you ever watched Game of Thrones? No. Oh, shh. Stop telling so people my dark secrets. <laughs> so it's like a night, of, a night is full of terrors, but like, you know, there there is a light in the darkness. In this case, it's, uh, well, it could be a few things. It could be the moon or the stars. Yeah. I went with a very um, uh, astrology kind of build, okay. which you'll see later. But um, this is a very... Um, mystic starlight style of cleric which i'm a big fan of okay yeah this is good um you get some domain spells so the first 
level Twilight Domain feature, you gain Domain Spells at the Cleric levels listed in the Twilight Domain Spells table. Twilight Domain Spells, Cleric level Spells, you're going to get uh, Fairy, at first level you're going to get Fairy Fire and Sleep. At third, you're going to get Moonbeam and see Invisibility. Moonbeam is cool, like goes through stuff. Yeah. Uh, fifth level spells, you're going to get Aura of Vitality and Lehman's Tiny Hut. Tiny Hut is fun, too. Um, seventh, you're going to get Aura of Life and Greater Invisibility. So cool. Uh, ninth level, you're going to get the Circle of Power and Mislead. So, yeah, there's some, like, very, like, light and, like, very Twilight inspired style spells like this time of day or like going to sleep or yeah, like I think sleep's hilarious. It's like Twilight's Twilight's past, go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's your bedtime. Yeah, but um but yeah, Moonbeam's an obvious one. It's also a very um what's the word I'm looking for? Supportive. Supportive abilities. Yeah. Like totally. Aura of vitality, aura the of utility life. Utility stuff. Yeah, very utilitarian, yeah. Bonus proficiencies at first level, Twilight Domain feature, you gain proficiency with martial weapons and heavy armor. Yeah. Clericy. This has always been my thing with the cleric, is like, <laughs> I get why they have the martial weapons and heavy armor on a lot of the builds. It's so that they don't fucking die, and also it's just been the classic uh, D&D thing since the beginning. Like clerics are, are going out to fight yeah, bad monsters it's, of evil. It's just, and I don't know why I get stuck on it with the Twilight Domain specifically, but I just can't help but feel uh, or image a, a white mage from Final Fantasy, which is yeah. a robed wizard that does healing magic. And again, also from Final Fantasy, uh, the Astrologian, which is also a robed figure that does like light star magic. And sorry, I know that's my bias, but it just... It gets to me. I don't know. You can have heavy armor yeah. under your robes. It's I just guess be so. Super hot. I guess in there. so. It just it just seems so counter to the archetype. But you know what? What do I know? Move on. God doesn't care about your bo. Indeed. <laughs> get sweaty under that. So tell me about these features, Brian. Okay, you get eyes of the night, or just eyes of night. First level twilight domain feature. You can see through the deepest gloom. You have dark vision out to a range of 300 feet. Yeah. In that radius, you can see in dim light as if it were bright light, and in darkness as if it were dim light. As an action, you can magically share the dark vision of this feature with willing creatures you can see within 10 feet of you, up to a number of creatures equal to your wisdom modifier, with a minimum of one creature, of course. The shared dark vision lasts for one hour. That's pretty good. Uh, once you share it, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest, unless you expend a spell slot of any level to share it again. I love this. So You're not the, just limited to like, okay, you get one for freezies and then you have to like basically do magic. Oh yeah, yeah. The expanded spell slot uh, option is, is it's a good option. Cooler this, buff with the new classes. This cleric uh, plays well with others as all clerics do and should. Um, you know, this they have a feature that benefits the whole party and they can spread it to the whole party. Uh, dark vision, everyone kind of has it, but I will say like this 300 foot range, this is probably, I can say with some uh, form of confidence that is probably the greatest amount of dark vision anyone ever gets ever across yeah. any class feature or racial feature because it's over double even what dark elves get. You know when you have like let's say you're running a three man crew and only mm -hmm. one of them has dark vision if you're this one mm -hmm. like that is this is a very good feature. Yeah. Cause but if you you're in like an elf party mm -hmm. like yeah. yeah and then it's kind of whatever yeah that's <laughs> that's the thing about it but luckily you get more than this feature at level one. Yes, it's true. You get, also get a Vigilant Blessing. Uh, the knight has taught you to be vigilant. As an action, you give one creature you touch, including possibly yourself, <laughs> advantage on the next initiative roll the creature makes. The benefit ends immediately after the roll or if you use this feature again. So this is great to use on your low dex paladin. 
Nice. It's like, especially because you need that dude or, or, or lady up front and, and taking hits. Yes. But it's hard for them to do that in the first round when they're going last. So here's advantage on your initiative roll. Again, a very supportive cleric. This cleric plays well with others. Let's get into some level two shit. Channel Divinity. Uh, so Twilight, okay, let's see. You can use your channel divinity to refresh your allies with sh- with soothing Twilight. As an action, you present your holy symbol and a sphere of Twilight emanates from you. The sphere is centered on you, has a 30-foot radius, and is filled with dim light. The sphere moves with you and lasts for one minute or until you are incapacitated or die. Whenever a creature, including you, ends its turn in the sphere, you can grant that creature one of these benefits. You grant it temporary hit points equal to 1d6 plus your cleric level. You end one effect on it, causing it to be charmed or frightened. So if you're, if you're, your homies are inundated with horrible magics that are making them not able to do shit, you can just say, nah. Yeah, so it, the Channel Divinity is named Twilight Sanctuary. I don't know if you remember this from most clerics, but all clerics get a custom Channel Divinity uh, to their domain. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, this one's good. That 1d6 plus, uh, plus your cleric level of temporary hit points um, at the end of its turn, multiple times for over a minute, like that's a huge buff. Again, you're going to put this on your on your party's like tank or frontliner. Right. It's going to keep them alive a lot longer because what, this is level two, so our, already out the bat, we're looking at an average of six extra HP per round. That's a lot, especially at the lower levels, and that's only going to go up higher. You know, at level 10, this is 10 plus a d6 every single round it's pretty um, good this is a very good feature i would say uh, again plays well with others so. totally so now <laughs> and it doesn't cost a spell slot either yeah it's that's this is good this mm-hmm. is this is actually nice i like um the inspiration of twilight they're like stretching it out a little bit mm-hmm. okay so steps of night at sixth level you can draw on the mystical power of the night to rise into the air that's weird <laughs> that's a bonus action when you're in dim uh dim light or darkness can magically give yourself a flying speed equal to your walking speed for one minute. Now it's not weird. You're like Peter Pan's shadow or some shit. Sure, yeah, you absolutely. You can use this bonus action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Now, I love this feature, number one. This is an awesome feature. But I do find it funny that the Twilight Domain uh, cleric, which when I think of Twilight, I do think of the sky. I think of yeah. moons and stars. They would shine amazingly in an Underdark campaign where oh, it's yeah. always dark and dim. It's uh, like you could just fly pretty much all the time. Yep. You can touch the cave ceiling. <laughs> it's really freaking cool. It's, it's nighttime, baby. Shh. Watch this. <laughs> At eighth level, you're going to get the Divine Strike. You gain the ability to infuse your weapon strikes with divine energy. Weird. Never heard of that. You can also switch this out. There's an optional feature for all for all classes that have the Divine Strike feature. Um, I think I chose it for mine, so we'll, we'll go over that when we cover the character. Okay. But you can actually swap out this feature for a better version of it. No way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, once on each of your turns when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can cause the attack to deal an extra 1d8 radiant damage. When you reach 14th level, the extra damage increases to 2d8, much like a cantrip. Yeah. I think the, the feature you can swap out with it basically makes it so you can apply this Divine Strike to your spells. Ooh! So in case like you just you're not a melee cleric, it, like this feature isn't meaningless. You're gonna get this damage, yeah, some, in one way or another. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Uh, and at 17th level, you're going to get the twilight, uh, the twilight shroud. So the twilight that you summon offers a protective embrace. You and your allies have half cover while in the sphere created by your twilight sanctuary. So I believe half cover is pretty substantial. Is that the one that gives you just a plus? A flat plus two? I think it's or... two and three quarters cover gives you plus five. 
I can never keep track of the covers in this That's game. That's like so a, yeah, it's up. such a weird, like... Yeah, so half cover gives you a plus two bonus to AC and dexterity saving throws. Targets half cover. Uh, okay, so that's what it gives you. So let me see here. Let's reread this. So it gives you half cover while in the sphere you create. While in the sphere created by your Twilight Sanctuary. Yeah. Which Twilight Sanctuary it's was a 30 your, foot radius. your channel divinity. Not too shabby. I don't know if it's like a worthy 17th level feature. That's late in the game. Your plus twos are nice, cover. but like I don't know this the a plus two buff to AC just and like, deck saves like yeah, but that's only within good. the thirty foot range. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, thirty foot's okay. I mean, like if you're frontlining with your compatriots, you're probably going to be right there. It's I would just I, I would think I would just think at level seventeen you're probably going to spend your turn doing something much more potent. Yeah, I but, mean. Mm, yeah. It's not useless. No, and again, it's it's something. It's a yeah, feature that plays well with others. Seventeenth level, you get a little more. Give a little more. So before we get into the character I built, um, any thoughts on this thus far on this type of cleric? No, I'm trying to like, uh, like, you know, there's Twilight Princess from the Legend of Zelda series. Yeah, sure. Um, and I can't like make any pulls right now. <laughs> so, oh, okay. You know, like. Uh, like a Midna inspired character seems like kind of boring to me because she's like a little bit of a like boring character in that game. Who, like, Midna? She's an interesting character. Midna? But it's your like. Midna is the most interesting character of like, Twilight Princess. She's like complex, has a backstory, like an extremely like playful but um, like cold personality. Like she's, have you, when was the last time you played that game? I ran through it a couple years ago and then like it's fun, she's fun at the beginning and then she like falls into the background until the end of the game pretty much. I and guess. And then she's just Navi. At the very end, yeah. She yeah, does and then you get that Navi. lore drop at the end like, yeah. I'm a fucking hot princess. <laughs> See you later. I guess you're going to have fun with the other princess. I got to go. <laughs> I think Minda's really cool, but let's take a I short rest. Yeah, I, I mean, she's not bad. Okay. okay. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. 
they will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. All right, we're back. Indeed we are, and uh, I'm going to tell you about my character. So I built a Twilight Cleric, and uh, she is a centaur. Oh, cool. <laughs> Her name is Asteria the Starseer. So I went with uh, some Harry for, Potter inspired. Yeah, I was just yeah, going to say some fi- Forbidden Forest shit. Yeah, Let's absolutely. go. So, yeah, yeah, the centaurs in Harry Potter, they're, they're starseers. They are astrologians. Um, I, I kind of wanted to do an astrologian, like Final Fantasy thing, but again, they're robed, so the armor thing kind of threw it off. But I did want to go with the whole, like, divination style. Yeah. Um, so she is very much into reading the stars, into she's a big believer in fate. Okay. She's very confident that she's following fate and that all things are preordained. And um, she's very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Determin- she's a deterministic believer. Okay. Um, she wields a moon touch sword. Um, she also can fuck things up with her hooves. What's a moon touch sword? Uh, I want to say that it is. It does extra damage. It has a light, okay. so it's it's lit. But I think it does extra damage to undead. Um, I built her a long time ago at this point, so I don't remember the details. I'll do, keep keep telling me about it. I'll look up Moon Touch. Yeah. Sword. So for the spells, I chose Guidance. That's an obvious one. Again, plays well with others. Light, Sacred Flame, Spare the Dying. Um, I tried to go with anything that had to do with. Determining fate or guiding the future. So guiding bolt, fairy fire, again, very obvious ones. Augury, obviously. Detect thoughts. Locate object. Again, more divination stuff. If they are meant to be hit, you will have advantage. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, how to, try, how to locate where things are. Cool. Moonbeam, prayer of healing, see invisibility. Again, trying to determine where things are. Um, slave yeah. spiritual weapon. This moon touch sword came out of Xanathar's guide. Mm-hmm. And in darkness, the unsheathed blade of this sword... It can be any sword, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, sheds moonlight, creating bright light in a 15-foot radius and dim light for an additional 15 feet. There it so, is. I thought so it was no, a like, nice damage touch. damage buff or anything. Yeah, it was just, it just extra moonlight. Very Neat. mystical. Can you imagine this fucking like, horse lady coming out of the fucking woods? I know, right? Human upper and body that's I, horrible I, enough. I, I picture, so her movement speed as a centaur is 40 feet. Yeah. Her level 6 feature gives her flight equal to her movement speed. So flight of 40 feet. That's I just picture cool. like basically <laughs> wings of like starlight. Emerge oh, from her back. I'm a fucking like Pegasus centaur. Exactly. For yes. One minute. Or yes. Whatever. For for a minute, like <laughs> x amount of times a day. Um, she gets divination. Um, and locate creature. Uh, I, obviously, she gets other spells. But I was looking at the the divination style stuff. Um, for her features, I'm trying to locate that feature I swapped out. So instead of divine strikes, she gets blessed strikes. Ooh. When a creature takes damage from one of your cantrips or weapon attacks, you can also deal 1d8 radiant damage to that creature. Once you deal this damage, you can't use this feature again until you the start of the next turn. So again, for Sacred Flame, it's okay, an extra yeah. d8. Yeah. 
That's freaking so, cool. Absolutely. So Sacred Flame's already scaling as it is. Yeah, and this is extra on top more. of that. Yeah, and I just don't picture her as a um, a melee fighter all that much. Mm. Like even her sword is more of a utility torch than yeah. anything else. Yeah. Um, like a stinger, like a like sting, like a Frodo sword, like sting. Is yeah. it just sting. It's sting. Yeah. Sting. Yeah. Need to brush oh. up on my on my LOTR. <laughs> Trying to think here. Um, oh, and I picked up the feet um, telepathic. So she's able to speak telepathically to any creature as long as they share the language. Um, they also learn the detect thought spell and can cast the spell without expanding. Again, it, telepathy just felt right with this character. Uh-huh. Um, hey, it, get out of the woods. What the fuck was that? Yeah, it was me, Asteria, the <laughs> I, Starseer. You can't see me right now, um, but I can see you. <laughs> for skills, I gave her insight, medicine, nature, perception, and religion, which, cool. again, she's very insightful. Um, she is a far traveler for her background. All eyes on you. Um, so her feature is your accents, mannerisms, figures of speech, or perhaps even your appearance all mark you as foreign. Curious glances are directed your way wherever you go, which can be a nuisance, but you also gain the friendly interest of scholars and others intrigued by far-off lands to say nothing of everyday folk who are eager to hear stories of your homeland. You can parlay this attention into access to people and places you might not otherwise have for you and your traveling companions. So she's an oddity. She's out of place, you know, and she also has a very particular way of speaking. From the deep dark woods. Yeah, she's. I believe I gave her Sylvan as a language. I'm trying to find that right now. That tracks. Let me see here. She is Fey rather than humanoid, so it does track. Um, oh yes, it's over here. She can speak Celestial, Common, and Sylvan. And is also that telepathy. Your, is that part? Of, is the Fey thing part of your um, like centaur pick? Um, that? Yes, it's yeah. As a oh, centaur, okay, she's okay. Fey. Yeah. Okay. So celestial, Sylvan, and telepathic. She's again, she's very mystical. Uh-huh. Um, this is almost almost borders on like an NPC or uh, like a, a hireling, like uh, someone who like comes in is with the party for a limited amount of time. I was gonna say the T's told me to join your adventuring group. Right, exactly. Yeah. The stars aligned, and I must fight with yeah, you. Yeah, so I'm gonna help guide you through this forest because it is my fate, and then I'm gonna disappear mysteriously when I'm done. That's cool. Like yeah. I'm supposed to be your your fucking forest Sherpa. Sure. Yeah. Like, there. The fates told me to guide you th- safely through the woods. Right. Exactly. So Get those guys. She does, fire, go. She does lean more towards NPC. But yeah, that's my character. Not an extensive backstory. Just kind of a concept that if I were to run, then I would elaborate the you the backstory. Must, you must shine moonlight on the bramble, and it will part. Right. And exactly. Takes out a fucking sword. Exactly. So, any questions? No, this is cool. All right. Well, I think we can get ready for our long rest. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the long rest part of the show where we dick around and build beholders and do other miscellaneous stuff. I believe we are on feature seven at this point. Feature, feature and beam seven. Number seven, baby. So What's it going to be, Will? Rick, Rick Tell the me Grick about Ranger. the feature. We're leaning into the Grick thing. So Rick. feature. We're giving this beholder the eyes of night. That's 300 feet of dark vision. Its center eye is going to essentially not have pupils, but be uh, when you gaze into it, it's going to appear as if it is made of the, the Milky the, Way swirl, yeah, the Milky Way swirl, like the void Galactic of night, the starlights, um, and it's going to be able to spot its cricks from 300 feet away with this feature. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaning in in the dark. Rick, the Grick Rancher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we're going to give the we're going to give it a twilight shroud beam. So it's going to give all of its cricks half cover. Um, What's it, the range? It's it can drop a 30 foot sphere within eyesight, is, which we yeah. know is like 300 feet. Um, basically, if that Grick gets into danger and Rick can't get there quick enough, it's going to shoot off a Twilight Shroud Beam to help protect that Grick while it makes its way over there. And this will be, we'll buff it since it's Grick 
specific to be like any range within yeah, sight. Yeah, any range within sight. Any grick within sight. Any grick within sight or smell. <laughs> no, I think the smell's too powerful. It's not. Let's do it. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> the gricks have to be strong or this uh, beholder is weak. <laughs> <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> so there it is. There's uh, there's our next beholder uh, feature and beam. And is there anything else we want to talk about before we uh, let our audience go? We're running a contest. We and, are. Uh, you can get Fizzban's Guide to All the Dragons. Fizzban's Treasury of Dragons. Fizzban's Dragon Treasures uh, alternate art cover book. Uh, go to Twitter and follow the instructions there, which is like, pump the show, tag, hashtag DungeonCast. Yeah, share your favorite episode with hashtag DungeonCast and you'll be entered. Uh, that includes everything you need to know or um, fi- or uh, any yeah. other video we do. Anything DungeonCast related. Yeah, and uh, you can go to Instagram and do something similar, tag people, be entered, spread the word about the DungeonCast. That's the whole point of the show. Win yourself a sweet dragon book full of dragons and uh, beautiful dragons. Indeed. And Fizban, I guess. I believe um, we we have some shout-outs, Brian? got some shout-outs. Hey, check us out on Patreon. It really helps keep the lights on, and, like, it actually helps us a lot in our normal lives. So, yeah. like, thank you so much to everybody on Patreon. You're a bunch of uh, loyal mother truckers, and we love you for it. Indeed. Um, we really, really appreciate it. It's 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 great. So um, we're going to do some shout-outs for new patrons from July to mid-August, pretty much is where we're landing here. Uh, we got Kill Trill. Thank you, Kill Trill. Thanks for upgrading your pledge, Kill Trill. I don't know who Trill is, but um, don't kill people in real life, I guess. Uh, Eric Royal. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Alan Will. Beep, 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 beep. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Alan Will. The Last Mile. The Last Mile, what are you doing? Thank you, The Last Mile. <laughs> the Last Mile, thank you. Thanks for upgrading The Last Mile. You, <laughs> you did not need to do that, my dog, but thank you so much. Uh, James Bickerstaff. Thank you, James. Thank you, James Bickerstaff. Uh, Philip Muller. Thank you, Philip. Thanks, Phil. Can I call you Phil? Can I have a dollar? Thank, <laughs> thank you, Phil. Thank you, Nicholas Sims. Nicholas Sims, thank you. Thank you, Nicholas. Uh, K Phoenix Willow Tree. Oh, that's what I was, Thank you, K Phoenix. KP Dubs is what we call them on the street. So Thank you, KP Dubs. Thanks, KP Dubs, for the buck. Uh, Mike. De Benedetto, De, Bene- De Benedetto. I think you got it. I Mike think you got De- it. Mike, should I be like more like a D, like Mike D Benedetto? It might be D. It might be D. Mike D Benedetto. Benedetto. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> thank you, and thank you to everybody else that continues to support us on Patreon. I hope you're enjoying your bonus content. Um, say what's up. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at the DungeonCast. Follow us on Instagram at the DungeonCast. Yeah. And uh, go to Discord. Thanks yeah, for everybody feel, yeah, on Discord. Yeah, go to Discord. All the links are in the description. Thanks, everyone. Bye. I think we're going to call it a game. Yeah, we got to say the thing. Yeah. yeah, let's call it a game. Talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs>
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.